Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan, and today I've got another artist from the 2015 Adelaide Fringe. I am joined on the line by Chris, who is one half of the Naked Magicians, who uh, pretty much began their run of amazingness in Adelaide in 2014. Um, how are you doing, Chris? Welcome back. Ah, oh, thanks. And you're right. Our, our lives, our lives changed last year. Thanks to Adelaide Fringe. Um, we haven't stopped doing the Naked Magician since and uh, are very excited to be coming back. In fact, our one-year anniversary of the Naked Magicians falls on Valentine's Day at the Fringe Festival. Aww. <laughs> How lovey-dovey so is that? I can't think of a better way to spend it than having uh, 500 women uh, yelling at my naked body. <laughs> and you came back uh, not that long ago, but probably towards the end of last last year and played Her Majesty's Theatre. That's a pretty huge venue to play and uh, get your gear out. Yeah, it was it was great. They were our probably our biggest shows of last year. We sold um, we sold the first night pretty much out. Added the second night, and uh, that went full too. Um, that was around August, I think. We went down there, and uh, what an amazing theater it was. And it was it was really cool to see that our show didn't just play to like two hundred people, but we could step it up and and have three hundred, four hundred, up to one thousand people um, in the show. And did you have you had people in the circle as well, upstairs? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <sighs> It was, it was shockers. Wow, that's that's fantastic. Did you have, like, with magic, a lot of it's sort of sleight of hand and tricks of the eye and what's what I imagine anyway. Do you have to change anything when you've got those kind of angles going on? Because some of the homage stuff is fairly steep. Yeah, you know what? No. Uh, the show is really quite interesting like that in that it's not... It's def- obviously, it's not your conventional magic show, but it really does play well to 150 people and it does to 1,000 people. And... Um, uh, because I, I think the driving force, I, I think there's three driving forces to it, and it doesn't lean on anyone. It, it's, it's not just relying on magic, and it's not just relying on nudity. Um, it's equally relying on comedy as well. And those three things sort of work together. I don't want to sound too wanky here, but it really does create this energy in the show that, um, that translates to all five audiences. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, I remember standing up in the dress circle and seeing that, you know, that it was steep and it was far down, but it really didn't affect our show at all. Um, we still gave them a, a magical naked rock show. That's cool. And the thing, I've been watching a few of your, like, YouTube clips as I was getting ready to do the interview today, and the thing that really comes across is a whole lot of charisma, which I suppose you've got to have if you're going to be brave enough to get naked in front of a, a thousand people. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, it, it, it takes charisma and it takes... It takes balls, figuratively and literally. But um, uh, Mike and I were both—we're not strippers, mm. and that's not what we were before the show. We were comedy magicians, both of us. And uh, with—I had about nine years on the board, and Mike had about seven or eight. So we weren't just two guys that wanted to try and do a show as a bit of a side project or a hobby. We took our our loves for magic and for comedy and for entertaining people, and and poured all of that into a brand new concept. So, um, so that charisma is very important to us because if you are just really good at tricks, you're just a smart ass. Anyone can learn a card trick. Mm. Anyone can take their clothes off. But for us, the true skill does come from being able to entertain. And that's what this show is. It's, it's, it's the most, and I say this boldly, it is the most entertaining show you will see. And uh, I, you know, don't doubt that to be able to get, to be able to get that kind of following in Adelaide, not only at the last Adelaide Fringe because you were one of the talks of the Fringe last year. Um, but then to be able to come back in Adelaide the same year, pretty much sell out Her Majesty's, and then come back like three months later and uh, hopefully do the same thing at Gluttony. That's huge. Look, 
we're we're humbled by it. We we do know that we've got a show that, that no one else has ever done before, and we know that there's nothing like it. We know that it's strong, but at the same time, we're just we're thankful um, mm. that people because we took a massive risk last year with our careers and our our finances, and we spent over a year working on the project. And when it when it became a bit of a a bit of a hit, I suppose we were very thankful. But you know what? It's called the Naked Magicians. Everyone loves magic, I think. Most people do. And uh, it's just about everyone loves naked people. So, you know, it was a bit of a no-brainer at the same time. Uh, and, uh, you know, starting it up in Brisbane as well, like, there's no shortage of uh, good-looking people up there. <laughs> well, I tell you what, you guys are doing pretty good for good-looking people as well. I fell in love about 20 times at the Fringe Club last year. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, one all, Adelaide, Brisbane. Cool. And uh, so, when who who kind of came up with the idea to do to do your magic naked? Like it would have been an it, interesting it a, meeting. Yeah. Well, it was a collaboration. Mike was my best mate off stage. We were both entertainers, and uh, you know the movie Magic Mike had been out for about a year, and he is a magician named Mike. And at every show, every show he did, he was getting people coming up and making sexually oriented magic jokes. How big's your magic wand? Can you make your clothes disappear? You know, all that kind of stuff. And we used to joke about it because we'd hear those lines or he'd hear those lines rather again and again and again. And then we thought, you know what? No one's ever made a naughty magic show. And why not? Mm. Like, why not? Mm. So so we started writing and, and Mike especially was a, I mean, he's a, he's a fit dude. He's a good looking dude. And then we, you know, we sort of played off that and then we, as it, as it evolves, we realized, you know what, magicians can't dress for shit. So let's, um, let's strip away the stereotypes. Let's strip away um, the classic magic and let's literally strip away our clothes. Um, we wanted to create something that no magician, no magic show had ever done before. And uh, we, we did that in every sense that we could. And then, you know, you debuted it up in Brisbane before you came down to Adelaide. Like, to come down to Adelaide is quite a massive risk. It was a huge risk. It was a massive financial risk. Um, we did the Brisbane Comedy Festival the week before, and that was the first time that we would ever do the show. Um, we sold out the whole our whole run at the festival, including extra shows, three weeks before it even launched, and uh, and we couldn't believe that. And then we we pretty much put all all that was left of our money into Adelaide Fringe, and uh, thankfully, um, you Adelaideans loved our Naked Magic Man as much as you love wine and AFL, and. Um, and yeah, that worked in our favour. So um, after that, that was sort of our thing that between Adelaide and Brisbane, we knew that we had something that people would enjoy. Mm. Um, but last year, we, we did get a lot of feedback when we met people in Adelaide, which I'm very thankful to them for. We owe them a lot. People get telling us that they wanted more nudity, more nudity, more nudity, because we, when we first started the show, there was just a quick flash at the end. It was like a, it was like a party popper. Yeah. And then people get so so we we've upped our game in the last year, and the show's a lot naughtier, and uh, and you're going to see some, you're going to see a whole lot more nudity. So it's a, it's a completely different show to maybe what to what we saw at Her Majesty's last year, or to what people saw there. It's it's evolved freakishly. Uh, it's like it was really funny then, but it's just a whole lot funnier now because we we do the show so much, we keep discovering little bits and bobs, and uh, and you're going to see a whole lot more nakedness as well. And so obviously it's something that is evolving on the road and it's something that you're changing up quite regularly each night and things. So it's sort of part yeah, routine, it, part part comedy routine, part magic. So you've got your tricks and you've got the comedy in there as well. 
Yeah, and they're, they're both as strong as one another in the show. This isn't just a magic show. This is the funniest comedy show you'll ever see. It's the most amazing magic show you'll ever see. And it was just a couple of nights ago. A new line came out in the show. It's the funniest line that we've ever used. It tears the house down every night. And it's the most simple thing ever. It's just, it's like four words. And we're like, how have we not thought, thought of this line over the last year? Um, thankfully, we film every show. And then uh, when something comes up, like this line did, we go back, we watch it, and we're like, yeah, we found some gold here. And that happens all the time. New tricks, new jokes, um, a, whole lot of, a whole lot of stuff like that, which we're, very, uh, which we're very happy about. It's so cool. Shows don't stop evolving if you give them enough time and love, which is uh, a really cool thing, especially when you're single. You can pour all your tragic energy into that. <laughs> and I think, you know, that's a really important thing for people that, maybe don't make shows to realize and you know the really good shows they don't stop changing and they don't stop and the fact that you're working on it so hard is only going to pay dividends in the future yeah look it really is and it's i I, it's not just about jumping into a hessian sack putting on some contemporary music and doing a dance that's a story about your life um if you're a performer uh and people are coming to see your show they're giving you money and they're giving you time and that needs to be honored and um and you need to listen to what people say and uh, and that's that's what we do. We like this show has become the lives of both my, myself and our producer Sam. We uh, we just we live off it, and uh, so because of that, we never stop um, trying to figure out what we can do better, what works, what doesn't, what's funny, what's not, and uh, it just keeps getting sharper and sharper because of that. And audiences uh, who generously give us their time and their money uh, are enjoying that even more and more. Oh man, you sound like the kind of show I want to work on, as well as kind of make sure people go out and see as well like i do stage Look, management i hope i'm not sounding like too much of an artsy wanky here um because we at the end of the day it is it is just an amazing fun night out but uh i'm just trying to give you i suppose a bit more insight into into what we put into it when we're not on stage yeah no 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 that's, that's kind of where i go with this and you know the passion is what's coming through and the fact that you guys oh, are cool. so passionate about the show and so passionate about giving the audiences as much as they give you back in terms of their time their applause their money and their ideas, you know, just through their reactions during the show. I mean, the fact that you work with that each night and you work to improve it and keep on improving it and pushing the show forward, that's huge. And it really, awesome. sh- well, that's- you know, it shows you're, you're totally more than, you know, the very, very superficial, okay, these guys are naked and they're going to do tricks and pull things out of hats. You know, it shows that you've, you've, you know, you really, really work. And that's really, yeah, well, really cool. I, I appreciate that you sort of get where I'm coming from there. And, and you know what, you're right. Because anyone could go... I mean, how many naked shows are there at Fringe? Yeah, lots. At any Fringe festival. And people assume that it's an automatic ticket seller, which it kind of is. It's going to sell more tickets if you do whatever you do with that clothes on. But uh, that's not strong enough to last the whole show. Uh, the content has to be really strong. Yeah. And have you taken this international? Not yet. Um, now, we're actually not allowed to say what or where, but we've had amazing international offers, some of which we have taken. But uh, our first point of call... Uh, is to do this Australian tour. Um, we spent the better half of four or five months last year scheduling a tour that would uh, take this show to all the major cities in Australia, but also to the places where shows like this don't normally go. So um, we're doing five months, 103 shows um, across Australia. Yeah, We've just done two and a half weeks in Western Australia. Now, only three of those shows um, over three nights were in Perth. And the rest of the time, we were doing regional shows, taking it to places like Esperance and Port Hedland and Kalgoorlie. And it sold out in every theatre we went to. It was incredible. 
So uh, we love, like right now we're in Port Lincoln. We're doing uh, the Nautilus Theatre here tonight. Yeah. And uh, and uh, we just, I don't know, we love that we're, we're taking this show to, to places where shows like sort of the more known, more popular comedy shows, etc. don't always go. Mm. And how cool are country audiences so, too? My God, they're amazing. You know, they're fucking incredible. They're so discerning, they're, but they're so passionate about you know the fact that you're there and in front of them, and they're just alive to the to the fact that there's something going on, and you know they come to the party. It's so really, really excellent. You know, they really are, and it's like, and, and not to detract from something like Fringe, but I'm just using it as an example. A lot of people just rock up to the festival. You know, oh, we'll see what's on, and we'll buy a ticket ten minutes before the show starts. But we've noticed in these country towns, this is their night out. Yep. This is their event. This is the there's a show here, and we're going to see it, and it's going to be amazing. Um, and yeah, so you're right; they do come with a different attitude a lot of the time, and and they're more thankful, and also they're they're less spoiled in that they haven't got uh, a thousand shows in the month of February, March to choose from. Um, so so they really take in the show and for all that it's worth, which is great. Awesome. Well, I think I mean I think a lot of Adelaide is like that, considering kind of fringe time is really the time that Adelaide runs out and just embraces theatre and embraces the fringe kind of lifestyle and the nightly thing. Um, so I know you guys are going to have an absolute cracking time again here in Adelaide. Uh, the Naked Magicians are playing Gluttony's Lotus Palace uh, from the 13th of February through to the 1st of March. Uh, tickets on sale through Fringe Sticks and more details at adelaidefringe.com.au and linkadelaide.com.au. Uh, Chris from the Naked Magicians, thank you so much for kind of giving the insights today and uh, for all the work that you're doing, especially out in a rural and regional Australia and uh, as this kind of thing that you're doing totally explodes all over the world. It's going to be great. Oh, if there's one thing we like doing, it's exploding in as many places as possible. <laughs> so the pleasure's mine, mate. The pleasure's mine. Cool, man. Thank you so much for that. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide or tweet us at linkadelaide.